Welcome to Relatable with Ash, where we talk about all things mindset, wellness, relationships, and empowerment. All right, this is take two because we had some technical difficulties, but we're back. We're back and ready. We're back. We are. (laughs) So I want to introduce you to my guest for today, which is the lovely Sam. And would you like to introduce yourself yet again? (laughs) I would. I would love to do it a second time. Um, My name is Sammy. I am a personal trainer. I'm also an emergency vet nurse. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much me. Mm -hmm. beautiful and I know we've discussed this probably twice now but yeah the the jump from vet nursing to PT ing that's not the professional term but that's all right personal training the jump between both careers how did you get into that how did you get into both I suppose yeah so yeah emergency vet nursing happened through past school so I studied um I think it was a Cert 3 in animal studies. And then I moved to Cert 4 in veterinary nursing when I finished school. And I sort of went along that path. I always knew I wanted to work with animals. So that's what I did. Um, But that led me amazingly to emergency, which is awesome because you kind of need a lot of experience. However, I was given an opportunity to work in an emergency clinic, start with the non-critical patients and then move to the critical, I guess, an emergency. Um, and that happened within a space of a year of starting there, which was awesome. However, six years on, um, it started to get very stressful. Um, it's a very stressful job, very taxing on the body. Um, you know, you have heavy dogs, you've got to lift around, you've got to do CPR and it's, it's a bit, it's a lot. And I guess where I was at was, I was actually going through a breakup at the time of already feeling very stressed out with the job. Mm. Um, and all things together happened. And I was like, what else can I do that I see myself actually able to see myself doing for the rest of my life? Whereas the job as emergency, it's, it's something I could see myself doing maybe once a week, twice a week, not something that I could actually make a living out of. So that's what led me to PT. And um, basically, yeah, I love, I love helping people. I love fitness. And I was like, that's it. That's the one. So I studied that and I just got to the end of it and I was like, this is awesome. I absolutely love it. So yeah. That's so cool. It's also really interesting. You mentioned that you went through a breakup and you yeah. kind of shifted shifted in multiple realms at that stage of life because I found in my own personal life it's been exactly the same as soon as there's been a breakup I've my life has shifted dramatically whether it's for the the better or the worse I always think in the grand scheme of things it's better um yeah but sometimes that is enough to push you to go okay well I need something that's gonna fulfill me in life like I I don't I don't want to settle um for anything I suppose and so I'm assuming you were, you were working out while you were a vet nurse as well, because that would have helped with lifting like dead animals, yeah, I suppose. It I literally am like, I'd be in the clinic and they'd be like, where's Sam? We got to lift this dog. Come on. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you have a muscle man. Beautiful. Yeah. So no, I have been training for ages. It actually led from um, two ACL injuries. So mm. what happened is I was playing netball and throughout that whilst, um, Uh, working at the clinic and 
yeah, I got to the point where I did my second ACL and I was like, well, I'm not doing netball anymore. I'm not going to keep doing this to my knees. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, what else can I do? And it was about nine years ago now that I started in the gym. That was after my first ACL. Uh, and I just fell in love with weightlifting and training and basically bodybuilding, not so much the actual bodybuilding on stage, even though I have done that as well, but creating muscle, building the body and and finding out how you actually do that and what works. So, yeah, so I have been doing it definitely whilst whilst doing the vet nursing. So it was an easy, almost an easy swap, um, but mm. more so finding a living. What could I do to make a living out of it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's the, that can be the tricky part sometimes when we feel like we are called to do something else. Part of us can sort of step back and say, well, that's cool that I want to do that, but how am I going to make money doing that? Mm, and yeah. sometimes it, a, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can relate to that even with like my beauty business I at that what stage of my life I wanted to just do something that was fulfilling and I didn't even think about the money aspect and it's you know it's still not fantastic money but it's fulfilling and so mm. finding yeah finding fulfillment and money at the same time can feel a little difficult was there a stage where you were nervous that it wasn't going to bring you the like income support that you needed yes 100% so I think going from it was it was good in the fact of starting as a PT it's really hard like if you actually look at the statistics it's something like 15% are successful like it's it's really really low because it is something you have to not only like be good at or learn it's constant learning but it's also the fact that you have to be really good at being a people person if you're not you're actually not going to succeed at all if you're not there to actually help the person then you're there's no point in doing it and but yes so I started with that and as I was like I guess gaining clients and gaining clientele and getting better and better I started to drop my vet nursing shifts which was good because my I guess clinic was really, really supportive of that in saying, okay, as you need to drop shifts, we'll, we'll help with that. Um, and I was fully obviously open and honest and saying, look, I've, I've started to find a new journey. So yeah, it was good in that sense and less stress because I know people come out, they do their fitness course, PT course, and then they literally just on their own PT and they've got nothing to back them. That would be so stressful. Like I couldn't even imagine that, but yeah, I was lucky in that sense. However, always in the back of my mind, I was thinking, God, like, I hope this works. I hope I can make a living out of it because I'm loving it. But it's such a, such a grind at the start. It's a lot of hours, a lot. Of, and I'm, to be honest, I'm only, um, what, seven months in. So I'm still part, like, partly in that grind. I find I'm literally, Saturdays is it. That's all I have off. The rest is yeah. work. And I just don't stop. So, yeah. If you're willing to put in the work, it's great. But it is that thing like, oh, God, I hope this works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, having like you got to have a bit of blind faith, I suppose. Um, follow what lights you up, but have that blind faith as well. And my yeah. business mentors have said the same thing at the beginning of starting a business. And to me, I think being a PT is like having a business. It's like contracting, being a yeah. sole con I can't remember what that word is. But it is, yeah. It's your own business, 100%. Yeah. 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 And it, it starts off like you feel like you're pushing so hard up a mountain 
for a while and then eventually at some point we don't know when that is it's just going to be a lot smoother all the all the structure will be set up for us all the support we need um testimonials so many things eventually come but it does take time and and dealing with that uh slight anxiety is <laughs> a bit stressful yeah. um so i wanted to touch on something that you said earlier and something that i know that you are also passionate about it's about confidence in the gym so mm. you did say um, because of your injuries that's what led you to, to the gym and then you gain confidence in the gym um, and to a lot of my clients and listeners they do struggle with confidence in the gym so how would you encourage someone to get in the gym maybe when they're not so confident or how could they gain confidence in the gym yeah so I guess um, at the time when I started and I went to the gym, I, this is what I do is with my clients, I'm very open and honest. And I say, look, when I started, I remember I remember walking to the gym thinking everyone's looking at me. They all know that I'm new. They all know that I don't know what I'm doing. And it makes you feel really, really anxious, nervous, and you don't want to be there essentially. So my job now that I am the personal trainer is that I want them to feel the confidence in doing that, they create consistency. And I think just breaking it down and understanding why we're doing it, not just saying, hey, this exercise, this exercise next year, this one, cool, see you later, I'll see you next week. It's actually saying, hey, this is why we're doing it. This is the muscles you're using. And this is the reason we're doing it at this repetition or at this weight. And this is what I want you to feel. Now that never happened for me when I was starting out. I was just luckily around I was either dating someone at the time that was in the gym, just telling me what to do um, or, you know, friends just knew what they were doing. They're just teaching me. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually never saw a PT at the start. However, I do recommend that I find if you find a good PT that is there to actually help you understand why you're doing it. That way you actually walk into the gym and you go, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I actually know where that machine is. I know what I'm actually working on that machine and why I'm doing it in this order that way you actually automatically feel confident because you know what you're doing. And I think that's the thing is with my clients, I just want them to know what they're doing and why they're doing it. So that would probably be it is find a PT that's willing to actually spend the time teaching you that. Yes. And the interesting part of that too is I think, at least from my experience, when I joined the gym, it made me more nervous to take advantage of that free PT session than to just go to what was familiar, which was solely the treadmill. So I, my parents are- paying So many. Yes. So many clients. They're like, yep, yep. I've done the treadmill. I've done the rower. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, we're starting. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and I guess this is what I want to say to the listeners is I know that you have anxiety around, you might have anxiety around gym and you probably have the same amount of anxiety about having a PT, but it is completely true what she's saying, what Sam is saying, that if you know what you're doing and if you have someone who knows what they're doing teach you, that's where the confidence comes from. Competence leads to confidence. And the same, same journey with me, I'm lucky enough to have a home gym, but my husband did uh, strength and conditioning and exercise movement science. So he knows about the anatomy and, 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 you know, the muscles we're using and the form. And so I've gained so much confidence 
from just from, all, that. Yeah. from that and at first I hated it especially when it's like your mm. boyfriend being like you're doing that wrong you're like ah. it's hard when it's a partner you're just like shut up yeah yeah don't shut talk up. to me whereas if it was you saying it to me I'd be like oh okay can you tell me what's wrong like oh I understand now yeah yeah exactly so I 100% agree with you on that being able to know and knowing why you're doing it and finding your reasons why I found over the years I've had many different reasons it's been mostly for emotional mental health working out but also understanding that when women hit menopause we lose estrogen so we lose bone strength and knowing that if I want to continue to be able in my older life even in through my 50s in case menopause hits early I don't know I, I want to <laughs> be able to, yeah, I hope not too. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Don't put that out there. Uh, I, I want to be able to move. I want to be able to live in retirement, you know? So that's, that's huge. Um, do you have main reasons why you personally work out? Like, what is your why? My why is that I guess I've, I've just fallen in love with creating different feeling strong and creating different parts of the body, like building it. So I, I did do a bodybuilding competition, which it is tough and it's, it's a good learning curve. Whether I do another one or not, I'm not sure. But the actual part of bodybuilding and figuring out where, what to do and where it works and whatnot is just, I just fell in love with it. And that's what I love doing. And it's not just training in, in the gym. I love my handstands. I love my headstands. I love getting out in the sun, going for a really long walk. Um, and if I could, I would play netball again, but I can't just knees, no go. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just about, I fell in love with movement, I guess. In long, long story short, I fell in love with, with moving, feeling good after the moving. It's just, it's so good. I just love it. It's so good for you. Yeah, yeah. So did you, I guess, I mean, it is kind of, once you know it, it's kind of obvious, but did you go into exercise and movement knowing that, you know, endorphins will be released and you'll feel good? Or was it more of noticing how you actually felt after moving your body that, yeah, you I better. think that it will, I guess, I guess if I'm going to be completely honest, my first experience with fitness was doing a, I can't remember how to say her last name. It was Kayla Itzens or I. Oh, Itzens. Yeah. Yep. So I did one of her online things after a breakup, believe it or not. <laughs> and I think that, that actually, I was always into like, I guess, athletics at school, but I never got into the, I guess, gym or anything like home workouts or anything like that until then. Went through this breakup and it was more about like, I'm going to say it, fuck you. Like I'm mm-hmm. going to do something for me because I guess it became in that relationship all about them and they completely betrayed me. So I was like, well, oh, stuff you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I started. I think a lot of people do that because, and the reason why is because you, you actually have to think about that. I literally just said it was for me. The movement, getting fit, feeling better is for me. Like it's not just about getting fit. It's not just about having that bod it's actually about feeling better and I do I do believe in the gym on a walk even doing my handstands moving the feeling after I just feel so good like I just feel exactly good endorphins feeling better 
Yeah. 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 And you fall in love with it a hundred percent. Like it becomes a lifestyle. It's, I don't know when it hit. I remember it being a struggle at the start. Mm. I remember thinking, God, I don't want to work out. I don't want to work out. And that's where it is finding what works for you and what you actually enjoy and incorporating in with the core things that actually are going to improve your health and improve your fitness. Um, but yeah, finding the fun in it and finding what you enjoy at the start, it wasn't that. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. But then you find it. And once you hit it, it's just up. It's just yeah. awesome. You, and you, you do have to give things a try. You just, you might even yeah. feel silly at first, like even with, with headstands, for example, or yeah. when my husband bought a skipping rope and I, there was a part of me that was like, Oh, I really want to skip. Cause it'll be like my childhood. And then another yeah. part of me was like, you're going to look so stupid skipping on the driveway. And I was like, just give it a go. See how you feel afterwards. <laughs> you never Good. know. And I, every second day I'm skipping and Amazing. like whether I'm like, actually, I'm not ever really trying to do tricks, but every now and then when I'm in a fun mood, I'll try and do a trick. But <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll ax myself trying to, my body's way bigger than it used to be. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah giving things a go playing even the other day I was I my back was so sore and I didn't want to work out doing like seated rows so and I knew that if I got in the gym I would still have to move some form of upper torso Um, yeah otherwise I'd I guess fall victim to my injuries which aren't that really big injuries anyway and I was lying on a bench and it had leg extension, like weights on the leg extension on the end. And then, I don't know, I was listening to some Cardi B or something, just like something to get me in the mood for like movement and fun. And so I laid down, I would, I would, I had a basketball in my hands. I'd throw the basketball up and then I would like sit up myself to catch the ball. And then I would yeah. extend my leg down, up and down like eight times and then go back down again. So it was like full body movement, but it was fun. Like yeah. I haven't, you, you really have to experiment like that. Um, and I guess a lot of people don't want to do that when they're going to a gym. No. But if, you sorry, ahead. I was just going to say like, that's exactly it though. It's finding what works for you as well as getting results, but it just depends on what your goals are. And it is so personal to everyone. Like, if someone comes into me and goes, yep, I've been in this industry. I've, I've been in the uh, fitness and gym. I understand everything, but I really want to specifically grow my glutes. Mm-hmm. Well, of course I'm going to put a lot more glute day in there or a lot more lower body, but also probably more, more sessions in the gym. Cause they're already used to it. They already know what they're doing. They just want that guidance in the different exercises. However, if someone comes to me and just goes, I just want a little bit of weight, like just tone up that sort of stuff. I'm not going to make them do five sessions in the gym. That's not, it's just not, it just doesn't work. And that, that I think that's where you make it more personal. And then on your active rest days, which is what I do with my clients. So I schedule them having active rest days where I say, do not come into the gym on these days. I want you to find something you enjoy doing, whether that be a really long walk, whether that be a swim, a hike, something that you're still moving, you're still getting active, but you're not coming into the gym. That way it separates as well between gym and they're not feeling like they're stuck in this like one place because some people like myself, I love it. I love being in the gym, but some people don't. 
and they don't love it that much. So it's about finding that balance and finding that where they can keep it sustainable and it's something they can commit to and it's not something they hate. So that's, yes. that's I think that's the bigger thing, yeah. That is. I love that word, sustainable. That's hmm. perfect it's for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, what I'm curious to know, what do you have a certain type of client that comes to you just naturally? like a a more common kind of client they're looking for like similar goals or is it all over the board? To be honest, lots are all over the board at the moment. I think because as well, I am only um, new to this um, or not new, but like fresh as a personal trainer Um, at the moment, I'm kind of just, I'm taking on board as many people as I can to understand the differences and to, and to gain knowledge Um, But it just, it becomes a part where you do start to find a niche and you find the people that you can help the most and that are very attracted to you as well. So at the moment, if I was to say anyone, it would probably be younger girls at the moment, probably between 18 and 21, um, that just seem to want to have a bigger bum. That's always what they say. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, And feel more, I know, and feel more toned up the top, Um, even though, little state toned is not a real thing but we use it because it it's what people it's an image people see and they go tone and it's just yeah okay you just want a bit more muscle so yeah upper body and then bigger glutes and that's normally what they're after and I do attract quite a lot of those as well yeah yeah now I want to make the switch a little bit because we did talk about this like when we first caught up and it's moving into nutrition now this Hmm. is the side of um, health and fitness that people kind of, I guess, want to neglect. What yes. is your standpoint on nutrition and calories and all that? Cool. So nutrition, it's a funny one. So when I started and I became a personal trainer, you in your scope of learning, you do not, you don't have the um, tools to make a meal plan for someone. Um, because you're just not, you're just not um, taught that. So, so people, dietitians go to university for three to four years. Someone myself who studies for four to five months, of course, I'm not going to write a meal plan for someone. And there are personal trainers out there that do it all the time. And it's just, it's, it's bad because yes, I, I feel confident in I could write someone a meal plan. But if that person turned around and had an allergy, had a diabetes had some sort of health condition that I didn't know about I can really mess with that because nutrition is so so important Mm -hmm. so where I go with my standpoint is calories in versus calories out so energy expenditure and energy intake so in short it's a very it's a very you could you could go on and on about it but in short basically you've got your body burns a certain amount of energy a day or expels a certain amount of energy a day and that's intentional or non-intentional and that will be intentional going to the gym going on a long walk non-intentional getting out of bed in the morning brushing your teeth things that you are using energy you're just not doing it to burn energy mm-hmm. so in total your body expels a certain energy a day food has energy in it and so you're intaking that energy too so if you eat more energy than you expend then you're obviously going to put on weight and that's in a surplus opposite is you eat less energy than your body needs then you're in a deficit so 
basically depending on your goals depends on where we go with that I advise to understand it so I'm not saying you have to go your whole life counting calories it's no way of living unless you're a bodybuilder it's no way of living Mm. however it's really really well advised to for first I don't know the first week or two just to count your calories and understand how much you're actually eating because I find it's the opposite so people will come to me and they'll realize they're actually eating so much less than they should. Therefore, they're not able to build muscle. They're not able So all this training in the gym is not doing anything because they don't have enough energy in their body to create the muscle. Or the opposite, they're eating way too much. And then they're wondering why I'm training so often. Why am I not seeing results? Well, because you're eating a lot of energy. Mm. So that's where I'm at. And that's where I can talk through. I can't tell people what to eat. I'm not actually advised on that, um, but I can definitely look at their calories and see that. So I try and find my clients, get them willing to understand it. It's not about, you know, counting calories all the time, but just understand what's going on. Yeah. I highly, highly respect you for saying that and taking that point of view because it, it is, I have questioned that sometimes. I mean, not, I'm not saying that there are some PTs who, have done like um, courses in nutrition and, and know what they're talking about, but it, you do see that a lot. Um, and, you know, from a, a business standpoint, as a business person, I see it as a liability to you, but like you phrased it, it's a liability to the other person and their health 100%. as well. Um, and I wanted to touch on the calorie counting in the first couple of weeks, um, mm. because as we've talked about before, my experience with counting calories I became hyper focused on every single thing I was eating and counting calories and you know this this also stems from I have so many intolerances so many like I had so many gut health issues I was in and out of hospital when I was younger and so I'm all at that stage of my life I was very pedantic about what was going in my body and then eventually when I got to this portion of learning about nutrition and getting into calorie counting, then I became even more intense about it. Um, And I understand where you're coming from with the calorie counting portion, because it did actually teach me, you know, what has more energy than something else. Like for example, and I could get this wrong, so please correct me, but um, (laughs) like avocado and sweet potato from my knowledge have a higher energy intake than something else I, do, I just remember that avocado and sweet potato yeah. were like high up there yeah so um avocado is high it's good fats but it's very high in fat and very and then sweet potato is very high in carbs um so those two both hold um quite a lot basically the carb uh, sorry not carb calorie dense so what means is a small amount of that it still holds so many calories um mm. so you just need to be more conscious of how much you're eating. And this is what I say to my clients as well is first of all, we want to count our calories, but don't be too focused on it. I just want you to understand how much you're eating Mm. and not ever cut anything. If you like avocado, eat avocado, just don't eat so much of it. Um, And that's why, that's why my fitness pal, which is when I ask um, my clients to download, it's free app as well. Um, Just, yeah, just count your calories for a week or two and just, 
actually understand how much you're eating because there's a lot of times, especially in the health food aisle, which frustrates me, um, in Coles or Woolworths, there's a lot of things that say, oh, sugar-free or oh, like healthy or whatever, but you turn it around, it's actually holds a lot more more calories than what something else that you thought was bad is so that's why I don't ever say good or bad food either we talk about how calorie dense it is so how much you're actually getting for volume versus how much calories are in it that's why veggies are so good and most veggies are so good is that you can eat a lot of them green veggies and whatnot so much of it and not actually accumulate that many calories so it's just about being smart and also learning how to read labels on the back because sometimes they can get you with the serving sizes as well. And they'll say, oh, yeah, the serving is this many calories, but there might be five servings in the packet. And someone's just read it as, oh, there's only this much, but there was actually five servings. So it's also about learning and being savvy with reading those as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is all just highlighting to me why you need a PT. So you can have (laughs) some actual like good a good source of information coming in because it's not as simple as just googling these questions because even when you do and I have in the past it's just it's so confusing and overwhelming and you just don't know what's going on so um you should go see Sam if you live in (laughs) Brisbane (laughs) beautiful now is there anything else that you would like to bring up before we move into the quick fire questions just my biggest thing is is the more knowledge the better and if you you know you are struggling it's honestly about finding a PT that cares because like for me my biggest thing is actually finding a lifestyle that is sustainable it's not just about nutrition or training even though they are big parts of it sleep stress work life home life all come into it so you know I might have a client who's doing really really well and then one week they just plateau and we look at everything and we go through everything what has changed and it's about also being able to be open with your PT and be personal and I find myself a psychologist half the time too because you're there to support them through everything and that is why you need to find a PT that cares that actually wants to help you and not just get overwhelmed with all of their clients that they have that they just don't really care about they're just there so I think that would be the biggest thing just find someone that cares yes that's beautiful. All right, we're going to move into the quick fire questions now. Okay. So let's go. All right, who inspires you the most and why? Ooh, um, this, oh, that's dependent on essentially <laughs> what in life it inspires. But in terms of, I guess, training, which is the big part, would probably be um, the bodybuilder Hattie Boydell. Um, she is a WBFF pro bodybuilder reason being and I found her inspiring is when I did do my bodybuilding competition she just not only is amazing and has an amazing physique but her way of going about everything in terms of mental health physical nutrition everything that goes along that I just pointed out before that goes into bodybuilding and life she is just so open about and it's just very inspiring to watch that's beautiful what about, um, I know you said that you, it depends on what area. What about personally? Is she still in, I guess, your personal life, still that person for you that inspires you? 
She is great, but there is one girl and I'm just, I, <laughs> I just think she's awesome. Her name's Morgan Rose Maroney. She's actually part of the reason I went and did handstands as well. Um, so she does a lot of handstanding. Um, my girlfriend down in the Gold Coast went to one of her handstanding classes, told me all about it. I never ended up going to one of her classes, but I started following her and I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> but not only about that is her lifestyle. Like she is just so open and honest on internet. And that is so rare to find is someone who's on social media that's not consumed by how you should be or anything like that. She's just raw and real. And I think that is just awesome. And that's why I'm just so inspired by her. That's awesome. I think I will go follow her now. Um, (laughs) Next question. What is one book you would recommend for everyone to read? Okay. I don't read books. (laughs) Um, I really want to, and I say this to myself all the time. I'm like, Sam, reading is good for you. It will help everything. Read a book. And I just go to sit down and I just go, no. Well, it's no. the opposite of what you do. You love movement and you're That's a busy it. girl. I, I so Very fidgety. Even now, like even sitting down for this, I was a bit anxious because I was like, I know I have to sit down for ages. Like, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> That's me sitting here. I'm like popping the lid of my pen on and off just constantly. <laughs> That's gold. That's gold. Um, you should try audiobooks if you're like, yes. if you if you can do that. Probably not while you're lifting. I'm assuming you're probably like listening to music when you're lifting because that gets you pumped. Yeah. But um, I'm... I rarely find time to read. I do love reading, but I rarely find time. So I jump on audiobooks. But um okay, we'll move on to the next question. What is one quote that you live by? Um, since I was a little kid, my mum and my dad used to say to me every day before school, be good to yourself and kind to others. And it was just something they said every single morning. Um, and that's something I live by. I honestly believe if you be good to yourself and kind to others, good things will happen. And I guess the bad things that do happen in life, which do happen, they are there for a reason. They are there for learning. They're there for making you grateful for the good times. So that's something I definitely say. I even say it to some people I know, all my friends, just be good to yourself and kind to others and you'll be okay. So yeah, even in those difficult, challenging times, if you continue, if you can try and keep that up. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful. All right. Next one, loaded question. What is the biggest positive and empowering lesson you have learned from any of your romantic relationships? um (laughs) well um I've only had two um relationships in my life both ended horribly um not on my part either but I guess I guess both times my gut I should have listened to it I think that is a big thing is really this don't let someone tell you how you feel or should feel which happened in both those. And I just didn't listen to myself. So I think the biggest thing, and this is what I feel I'm definitely going to be a bit lot better at doing is really just listen to myself. If I feel a certain way, watch how the person reacts to how you're speaking. If you're speaking about your emotions and how you feel in a very calm manner and they don't react very well or try to make you feel like you're not, you shouldn't feel that way that's when it's a big red flag and you should listen to that because mm. otherwise <laughs> <laughs> that's good. yeah 
that's that's actually really beautiful as well it, it can be hard and that's that's this is a question that is really challenging if we've had toxic or shitty relationships but that is such a good point um looking back learning from it and um building that trust in yourself realizing like actually i can i can trust my intuition i can trust my gut feelings i know what yeah. i'm feeling perfect and yeah. last question i don't know if i sent you this question I thought I might have changed it up, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because I think okay. it's fun. What is the most embarrassing thing you have done recently that you have lived through to tell the tale? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, there's a couple. <laughs> um, if you're a close friend, you know, I literally do embarrassing, th embarrassing things on the daily and I say very silly things. But anyway. That's what keeps me laughing. So that's okay. Um, the latest thing I did that was embarrassing was, um, it was actually fitness related. I went to, I uh, have been going to the mega run, which is a run on the weekends, um, like a group run in Brisbane. Anyway, it's 10 Ks. You can choose to do how much you want of it. Um, and me being me, very, very, very competitive with myself. I was like, yeah, I'm doing 10 Ks. And I don't run. I don't run at all. Um, so anyway, I did it and I managed to actually run the whole thing. All good. Great. People were running with me, helping me along. It was good, good, good. Then we go up, we have a coffee, we have some food and I'm driving home. And I went, oh, I don't feel good at all. Um, and I get home and I am on the toilet, vomiting, oh. serious diarrhea, like real bad. I had to go <laughs> into my bed, lie down for three hours. I was just on the toilet, off the toilet, on the toilet, off oh, the toilet. Oh, man. Very embarrassing. I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud. <laughs> that but happened it and it, I literally, all I could think about was, shit, this is what heat-stressed dogs come in like. When we are at the clinic and heat stress animals, they've been taken on a walk at midday. Don't know why. Anyway, they have been, they come in, they've collapsed. I was collapsed. They're vomiting. They've got diarrhea. That's what I did to myself. Oh, I overheated. <laughs> yeah. You overheated your run. engines. Fuck. Yes, literally. That sucks. And yeah. you know what? That's yeah. great because, I mean, it's not great, but it is great because now people can see like, you did something that you did you didn't run and you ended up getting heat stroke whether it was actually like the heat but also possibly the fact that you don't run and you ran that far um yeah. and you got to the point where you're yeah coming out both ends and literally literally <laughs> um but yes like it was a very it was a very hot day and it was a very silly thing to do but i did push myself so mm. i gave myself credit for that but yes that's it People, and people who start out working out, I've seen, especially people who are a bit larger, I've seen just collapse and, and vomit from working out. And so now like they can see that you relate. Oh yeah. Like some people are like, oh, you, what, what you could do it. You are so fit. And I'm like, there's a difference between cardiovascular fit and muscular fit, I mm -hmm. guess. Like, yes, you can look a certain way, but if you don't do something and you're not confident in doing something, you're not going to be great at it. So, yeah, I definitely put my hand up. I'm not a runner. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I've kept with it. The last couple of weekends, I've still done it, but I've done 5Ks, not 10. So we found a happy medium. I'm not crapping myself anymore. 
<laughs> Thank goodness. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm so glad that you actually like felt comfortable saying that because, you know, I That's was expecting true. you to do it in the car ride on the way home because that well happened. I nearly did I nearly did I was about I was very very close I was like oh. <laughs> yeah dude that happened to me I was at a cafe like I think it was last year and I just didn't realize that I had accidentally shit myself a little bit and I walked to the counter the counter's at the back of the store and so the entire line and all the people in the cafe saw me from behind and oh, I didn't realize, oh God, I didn't realize I was wearing denim jeans and it, it, oh, it was not good. And I didn't realize until I got into the car and I sat down and I was like, oh, my pants feel funny. <laughs> I stood up and I was like, I just turned to Chaz dead face. I was like, I think I shit myself. I shit myself. And I have. So it happens, you know, anyone out there that like feels a little uncomfortable with all this shit talk, it happens. All right. Now we'll move away from that area. And I, yeah, I want to thank you for coming on today and sharing all your knowledge and wisdom. Um, and I'd like you to tell the people where they can find you and how they can best support you right now. Amazing. Um, so I work as a personal trainer through the Genesis Fitness in Launton. So if you are looking for a personal trainer around the area, face-to-face, I can offer that. Um, but otherwise you can find me on Instagram. Um, I do do online um, training as well. So that's where you you get your programs and nutrition and we still check in each week. We're just not seeing each other face to face. And that is on through Instagram. So my name is Samantha Kate McCoot and you can find it there. I think you can type in coached by Sammy and that will come up as well. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'll link it in the show notes as well. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Thank you so, so much for listening all the way through. If you'd like to support me and or you enjoy the content that I'm putting out, please, please let me know. Leave me a rating on Spotify. You can even DM me if you want particular podcast guests on or you want people back on. I've had a lot of requests for Chaz again. So, yes, other than that, I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you took something from this podcast that can help you. And I'll see you on the flip side. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new outro. (laughs) Ha 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 ha.